Okay, class, welcome to the Church Awesomeness Seminar. I am your host, Mr. Church Awesome. Glad to have you here. Hey, today we're going to begin with a little exercise. Uh, does everyone know what a church mission statement is? Yes. Everyone? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you know what that is. Well, today we are going to help you be the church God intends for you to be by teaching you three easy steps to identify the mission of your church. Who's ready? I am. I am. Josh, you seemed a little caught off guard there. <laughs> Listen, we are going so fresh here. I was like, uh. I just learned that we're doing going to do three easy steps, too. <laughs> That's right. Well, like welcome. Every good Baptist. <laughs> welcome to this episode of Rural Pastors Talk, a podcast that aims to glorify God by equipping men to lead healthy rural churches. My name is TJ Freeman. I am the lead pastor at Wellsboro Bible Church. By God's grace and in his infinite kindness, he has brought revitalization to a little country church here in Wellsboro, and we are so thankful to see the fruit of that and to be able to engage these dear saints as under-shepherds of the chief shepherd. For whose, for whom's appearing we long for whose? Whose? Joe? Who's appearing. English? Yeah. That would. Whose sounds you, you way I like singular. Then you just made up a word. Whom's no let the dogs. <laughs> All right, anyway. I'm joined by. Hey, I'm Joe Wagner. I am a staff elder here at Wellsboro Bible Church. What's going on, guys? Josh McLaren, pastoral assistant here at Wellsboro Bible. And uh, thanks, listeners, for joining us here on this episode. We're just going to spend a few minutes talking about the mission of the church. Now, here's what brought this to mind. When I was church planting, mission was all the rage. You had to make sure that you had a clear, concise, memorable mission statement. Uh, as I've gotten to know some other churches and leaders and read material, I see that there's another side to that coin, another side to that argument, and that is that churches really probably should not be in the business of clearly defining a vision or a mission um, so I just was curious where you guys land on that. <laughs> I remember a time, probably five or six years ago, when there was a father of a family who was really, really interested in coming in, being a part of the previous church that I was involved with as a lead, le as a lead pastor there. And rightfully so, he asked me many, many questions. He wanted to make sure and discern what our theology was and what we how we did things and he asked me what our mission statement was because in the previous church where he was just at they had spent like a year or more figuring out what their mission statement was and he caught me completely flat-footed because we didn't have a mission statement at that time and i said uh we just want to be more like jesus and at first he said well that's stupid and then, but then the more and more he thought about it he was like actually that's not too bad i kind of like that if you're going to focus on being more like Jesus than spending a year and a half figuring out what your mission statement was. Mm. So there is a whole lot there that you could unpack and unravel. Yeah. I'm going to even rewind back further in my archives. When I was <clears throat> thinking about going into pastoral ministry, I started off in the youth ministry direction, and a mentor of mine said to me, well, the first thing you need to come up with is a mission for your youth group that you want to lead. Mm. So that was even subcategorizing. There's oh. the church's mission, then there's our youth group's mission. Well, we have a mission statement as a church here at Wells Revival Church. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Josh McLaren, enlighten us. Yes. Well, 
I think it's what is our mission neutral. Statement? Our mission statement is we Ooh. exist to glorify God through obedience to his word, devotion to his body, and engagement in his mission. And for the record, he did not look down once. That was came right from the heart. Yes. Um, well, I announced that many Sundays. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, certainly it's a tool we can use. Um, yes, our mission is the same as every other local church out there, uh, but it may be helpful to put some teeth onto what that looks like biblically by having a broad and pithy statement so people can remember just to keep it at the forefront of our minds. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's sinful to have one. I think it could be useful. Um, is it worth spending a year and a half on? I don't, I don't know. We had a guest on not too many weeks ago, Andy Edis. And he made a passing comment about mission statements. Does anybody remember? Nope. Mm-mm. He said, if your church's mission statement is anything other than the Great Commission, you've probably gotten it wrong. And I thought, well, that was a nice little punchy statement that he made in passing. And I've been giving that some thought, and, and I think there's something to that. You know, the, the <laughs> Bible... We've talked about this before. What does our mission statement lack? The, the word, word disciple. disciple. <laughs> However, yeah, to point. be fair to our mission statement... It describes a disciple. So you, I just smashed Joe, my you just head against head your hard. library. <laughs> wow. You did all you right? you hear that great big thunk? I, are you concussed? No, I, I'm okay. Okay. Good. What did I hit my head on? What book? Spurgeon's Sermons. Oh. Quick, that, how many Spurgeon's, how many volumes are in that series? Quick. Twelve. Quick. Uh, no, he's got a concussion for sure. <laughs> Nine it's, and ten. Ten. Okay. Uh, I can't quite tell. Um, Back to discipleship. I know. I'm lost. So our mission statement, we exist to glorify God. I, you know, just kind of my heart, I would not understand that we should just assume that to be true of a church's motivation. We exist to glorify God, I think should be made explicit. If you're going to have a document that says this is our mission, that is why God created all things. And it's in particular, why he said, why Paul said God created the church, his eternal plan is to glorify himself through the church. Mm-hmm. It matches our brothers who are confessional as well. Mm. Uh, what's the chief end of man? To glorify God and enjoy him forever. Uh, the first of the Westminster Catechism. Mm-hmm. So. And that absolute truth of scripture is not necessarily found in the Great Commission itself, mm. expressly and explicitly stated. We understand that it's there, but we expressly and explicitly state that our chief end is to glorify God. That's right. By doing these things. And we use existence language in our mission statement. I don't think you have to, but we're just saying the reason we're here is to bring glory to God. How do we do it? Through discipleship. But we, rather than just using a word that we thought maybe not everyone would understand what we mean when we say that, let's just define it. So a disciple is somebody who's obedient to the word of God, which probably you could have stopped there, right? But we qualified a little bit further, who's devoted to the body of Christ. I mean, the church is the the bride of Jesus. It is his body. Christ is wholeheartedly devoted to the church. And if you, as a church, are not devoted to the body, you are not walking in the footsteps of Christ. You are not doing what he has called you to do. There should be a devotion to the body and it also hints at, do we exist for the church or the world? I mean, there's a yes. There's a, I don't like this phrase, but I'm going to use it. There's a both and there. Um, but first, f- for the brethren, you know, that, that kind of ideology that we should be devoted to each other. There's a sense in which most of our energy and focus is there on helping each other be fully devoted followers of Christ, but not at all to the neglect of the last thing, which is this mission 
and the mission is not just like we want to reach the lost or we want people to know Jesus or you know something ambiguous. The mission is that we are to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, that we're to make disciples uh, of every nation, that we are to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So there's that concept which starts with your neighbor and ripples out all the way to the ends of the earth. So there's that kind of concept of this is what a disciple does. Man, you could say so many more things. Those are three things that a disciple does. We tried to get the biggest buckets we could and you know, fit as much as you can into those buckets with our descriptors. But language is language. Language is limited. You're always going to struggle to capture the essence of what it means in language. And yet at the same time, if you can't use language to describe what it is that God has called you to do, you don't understand what it is that God has called you to do. Did I just... (laughs) A little too much for a post-lunch... Post pancake, post pancake um, sentence. Yeah, I was just thinking about the conversation that we had on our ride back from lunch. Couldn't hear I'll... you. You were in the back. <laughs> no, he <laughs> wasn't. Oh yeah, that was you and me. <laughs> Never mind. Heard you. Didn't remember. He don't care. Yeah. It was about one of the areas where we wanted to focus a little bit more. Evangelism in, the, in that evangelism mm, focus, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily something that's explicitly said in our mission and i was just sitting here as you were pontificating i wonder if we were a little bit more explicit about evangelism if we would apply some more energy in that particular area Uh, yeah it's kind of where my brain was going and thinking about and i don't wonder here again i'm thinking out loud i don't the lord has equipped every church with exactly what she needs through the uh, members that she has brought into it I don't wonder if maybe there are some churches that the Lord has placed in a particular area for a particular reason, and that might be for that church to reach a certain demographic explicitly. We're all supposed to uh, share the gospel, to evangelize, to share what Jesus has taught and to disciple. Now, I'm, I'm having trouble thinking through your question because yeah, when you say, I don't wonder, do you mean I do? I do. <laughs> That's a little bit of a... Is that a colloquialism? It could be. Maybe I should just say, I wonder if... By I don't wonder, you mean, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if some churches... <clears throat> I don't want ice cream. <laughs> which means I do. You do want ice cream. I wonder if... Are you trying to like get me to stop saying what I'm No, I literally <laughs> did not hear anything other than I don't you wonder. Just, I, you and then I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> Does he wonder or not? I wonder if some churches the Lord has placed here and they're really strong in evangelism and other churches the Lord were to place were really strong in uh, teaching and discipleship. And you could say, oh, they're the same thing. But if like some churches are really good at street preaching or going door to door or having they're full of folks with a gift of evangelism, like they're really heavy in that. And I wonder if maybe realizing and understand that then like evangelism might be something more explicit in their mission. Well, this is a topic for another day, but I would say that I think churches miss a wonderful opportunity to be better and more effective. To grow in those areas, other areas. Well, by not connecting with each other, because I would say that, especially in the rural church, and this is a great rural topic, not all the churches are going to have all the gifts but with all the churches working together, we maximize the gifts. Mm. So it may be that 
you know, Sleepy Town Hollow Church is really good at evangelism. That was a great church name that you just came up with, by the way. Thank Sleepy you. Hollow, well, that's because I was sleepy. So, <laughs> and then what's another good name? Now I have the pressure on Pumpkin Pat ba- Pumpkin Pumpkin Patch Baptist Church. Does that work too? Um, I don't know, but they maybe they're phenomenal uh, at, at something else. And when those two churches are working more in partnership, the there's Lake a Ultra. fuller expression. Yes, yeah, fuller expression of the gifts. I don't. I don't wonder about that. Josh, did you hear me? I snuck Voltron in there, and I think it got by. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a robot that when their powers combine, five different robots become one robot. Whoa. Yeah. All right. I thought it was a ver- uh, bird. Oh. <laughs> I saw a few Voltrons out in the canyon when we were hiking. Oh, yeah. Yep. So where were we at? I, I don't, from I don't wonder. Cartoons. Where were we? <laughs> Sorry. I can't, can't, can't let it go. Um, should, we, should we just ask the question? Should churches have missions? Well, I have a question. Okay, please. There's a church we love and have learned a lot from, who I will not name right now, who talks about vision, sort of the way we're talking about mission. mission. And they say our vision is the same as for every gospel congregation throughout time and around the world. What they're, what they're saying is all of our missions should be the same. That's why, right. Why do we need to come up with a different mission for each one of them? Mm-hmm. They go on to qualify a little bit by saying... Well, they say this. I'm just going to read it. As those who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, we want to bring him glory. The main way we do that is through our life together as a church, as this gospel community demonstrates the love of Jesus through our love for each other. We gather to sing his praises, offer prayer, hear his word, and care for one another, and we serve side by side to see Jesus uh, worshipped as the true king to the ends of the earth. And then here's the next qualifier. We cannot be sure of what life in the future will bring for us as a church any more than we know what tomorrow will bring for us as individuals, we are nonetheless delighted at the spiritual health God has cultivated here, etc. So I, you know, there's something about that that I really like. It's just refreshing to hear, guys. The church is the church, yeah. and it is called to do the same thing. At the same time, as Josh said, it's not sinful, and and probably not wrong to to maybe put some language around what that timeless thing is that the church is called to do. You know, I was just thinking too, there are there are false expressions of the church that have very different mission and vision and value statements. And it having one may help bring even some clarity mm. to those who may be leaving those or Josh would some could, differentiations. Would that be a step prior to the statement of faith? Because really should Yeah. You're right. The statement of faith is where you should do that. Right, you're right. But maybe it's like you're hanging out on your front door yeah, just as an entry point. Here's kind of what we're about right. if you want to dig deeper. Because most people aren't going on there and looking up the statement of faith. Surely an unbeliever or a brand new convert is going to not probably even know that they should be doing something yeah. like that. So to have that mission. Everyone kind of understands mission. Some of the other things we could talk about in the debate, you know, mission kind of comes from the business corporate world and are we being pragmatic when we have mission vision values these kinds of statements so i think you know to put a little bit of a bow on this from my perspective which may differ from my brothers around the table in a rural church there's been a lot of confusion about what the church is meant to do and there may you may face some obstacles when you're actually trying to move the church in the direction that the Lord would have the church to go. And it may be a helpful step, even if it does take a year and a half, to sit down with the flock 
and just work through what is it that the Lord is calling us to do. That should be in your preaching. That should be in your documents. That should be in things your your leadership. Hopefully you have elders. If you don't, you're getting there that your leadership team is talking about. And then you're just working toward this thing. What are we as a church? I think it might be helpful um, scaffolding for you to give them something that they can hold on to. Even if it comes from the corporate or the business world to have something like that, it gives them a, a, an ability to grab onto a biblical principle in a way that, that they can kind of get their minds around. And, and they can identify some specifics there as well. That's right. Like our our Jerusalem, Samaria, and the world is a little bit different, right? So mm-hmm. ours, that would be Wellsboro, Tioga County, and the world. That's right. Yeah. And we can be more specific that way. To Andy Addis's point, it absolutely needs to be tied to the Great Commission. Sure. That is 100% what we're called to do. Yep. Uh, and and I think we're fine to just use the Bible's language. I think we could have just left ours at to make disciples. In fact, I've thought about that. I wonder if if we should revisit something like that. Like our mission is to make disciples? Something like Period. that. Yeah. And stop. Yeah, we're here to make disciples to the ends of the earth. Hmm. And that helps us think about, oh, we're not just here to do it in Wellsboro. We're here to do it to the ends of the earth. I mean, really, it's just a restatement of the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. So put that in your nicotine free pipe and smoke in a while <laughs> anything else to say about that no i'm looking forward to when we dive into uh, vision and and core values as well this is a great discussion if anybody else has anything that they'd like to add mm. or they want to share what their mission or vision is how can i do that josh well you can come on over to rural pastors coalition on facebook what a segue. post post a Post something about it. We'll, uh, we'd love to inter- engage with you about it. I am so enamored with that segue <laughs> that I had to interrupt what you were saying to point out how smooth that was. Very smooth, Captain Segway. Yeah. Uh, That's my as answer. you were. Yeah. Rural Pastors Coalition on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Rural Pastors. Slash groups. Slash groups slash Rural mm-hmm. Pastors. That's right. Can you send me a link, Josh? <laughs> you haven't joined yet? <laughs> Bruh. <clears throat> I'm an idiot. No. no All right. Thanks. Don't be so mean. Hard on yourself. In fact, the Bible says we shouldn't call anyone an idiot. And you are an image bearer. Just not a very smart one. <laughs> just kidding. I was just thinking of David saying, I'm but a worm. Mm. Hey, Eden, this episode was for you. Ooh, all right. And all the other listeners, too. Okay. <laughs> we should stop. Yeah. So I'm waiting for something. Raise your Ebenezer. Thanks again for joining us for this edition of Rural Pastors Talk. It is our joy to talk about the rural church and to think of you out there with your earbuds in or your phone playing, mowing the grass. What do you imagine them doing, Joe, as they listen? Working out. (laughs) Working out. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for buying me time, John. Weeding the garden beds, <laughs> uh-huh. feeding the chickens, yeah, fishing, driving the kids to school. When do you listen to podcasts? All the time. That's my answer. My wood too. shop, mm-hmm. like all the time. I'm listening. So we've been doing housework. There yep. you go. Any downtime? Yep. Speaking of downtime, it's time to get on down. Break it down. Bye.